Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Hey everybody, this episode brought to you by our friends at thefeed.com. Your source for all things nutrition. Customize your nutrition, try out new shit. Always get the best prices and get it delivered to your door. Click on the pack filler link and get a free bottle, a free bottle with every pound of scratch hydration purchase. The feed, food for athletes. That's my only one for the beginning of the show. Let's get to the show. I've got, um, I got a little surprise for you. You guys aren't going to believe it. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking it's like the normal process. Pat plays the theme. He does a little commercial. He does a stupid little shtick before the things. Welcome to the podcast that can officially announce that hell has frozen over. The Pack Filler Podcast. Are you guys ready for this? I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. You guys. You guys. I just, I just totally peaked out my levels. I just, I am sorry for that, but you guys understand what's going on. I'm usually the one who peeks out the levels. I mean, let's be honest. You guys, did, did, for those of you who don't know what the fuck's going on, that's Mark. Hi! Mark's here, you guys. Yay! (laughs) Um, I don't know if we have a real excuse. Do we ever have an excuse for our hiatus size? What is a hiatus in plural? Not really, Hiati? Haiti. No. I I, I like to blame my daughter, the four-year-old. She's rather needy. Well, well, um, it's it's good to see you, man. And it's oh. it's not like we haven't seen each other. No, no, not at all. We've done races together and everything. Yeah. I mean, no, we're good. We've been doing the announcing and things like yeah. that. But it, we, in fact, you and I were at um, shit. When was our last gig? Oh, uh, the, race, uh, the race the river. the river, race the river, in wonderful Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm gonna pot down the, the theme song because that's that's just about enough of that. Um, I like it though, and it, that's the first time I've heard it. No, you've heard it before. Oh, have I? But it was a Different. long. No, it was quite a long time ago. Mm. Okay, and I think it was. Well, you were the one that killed the theme. Yes. the last one, correct? Because, and that was actually, believe it or not, still one of our. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it has beer in the in mm-hmm. the title of the show. Because I called it "Death of the Theme" on National Beer mm-hmm. Day. And um, it's still one of our greatest downloaded episodes. I don't know why. It's just people think that. But well, it's you, a good episode. Yeah, you killed the theme, and then one of our great friends and listeners uh, recorded that one for us. Oh, okay, for, cool. Yeah, that's Solid. Been good. 
Um, how, okay, so let's catch up, Mr. Mr. Hodgson. Okay. Um, uh, how the hell are you, man? I'm good. I'm doing really well. Um, just uh, actually working more on my professional life right now, but uh, looking to get out of focusing on my professional life and focusing on what's important, like stuff like this. So, so you're quitting. Never. No. I mean, I'll still have to make money. I, I okay, like money. Okay, because you can't stay here. I'm a greedy, I'm a greedy fuck. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Um, so, no, that that's going really well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I got to do the uh, Coeur d'Alene Ironman half. Not the full. Not the full. That, would, I was, that was what I was going to yeah. get to. Yeah, until we had the big surprise. Last, I think, we talked about it. You yeah. were going, I'm thinking of yeah. doing it. And here we are, and it's been done. It was actually interesting because uh, I I really end up in a half-ass training, which is kind of our theme. That's what we do. <laughs> but I end up in a half-ass training training situation, and I I was really pleased with the result. I was really pleased with how it came out, and super fun to do, though. I mean, I have to tell you, price performance, the Coeur d'Alene Half Ironman for like th- under $300 for an entry fee, which probably sounds like a king's ransom to it some. Does. It does. To me, it but, does. But for $700 for an Ironman fee right now, yeah. the, the Coeur d'Alene Half Ironman is the race to go to. I mean, really? it is absolutely a hoot. Um, packed course the entire way. You know, just fans and everybody just out there having a great time. A wonderful course. Holy cow. It was super fun. And, 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 you know, I mean, I was able to struggle through with, you know, quite honestly, a, a very minimal training schedule. So like I was, I'd never done a half Ironman before and I was very pleased with, um, just how, how doable that distance is. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, the Ironman, you can't fake. I don't think you can fake an Ironman. I mean, but we, we, well, we've kind of talked about that though, yeah. and the, that the luster of some of the shorter distance isn't as great because people uh, associate so much with something of that magnitude of an mm-hmm. Ironman magnitude. But there are people who soft foot through, you know, just go, you know, barely make it through the swim, mm-hmm. basically coast their bike and walk the run and, st- and can get through it though. I think there are. And I think I'm probably one of those people. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think I probably could soft foot a marathon, but, Having said that, you still have to get through that bike. And that 112 miles yeah. in Coeur d'Alene is something because you're doing 3,000 meters or, yeah, I think you're doing 3,000 meters per lap. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, because to flip it around, I mean, if you didn't ride your bike, fortunately for me, the bike is not that hard. I mean, it was, I mean, you know, I had minimal, minimal training, but what I did do I always made sure I was climbing. So I was, if I went out for a ride, I tried to do at least 2000 feet of climbing. Oh shit. That was what I always tried to do. I just, yeah. well, it's easy to do in, in this area. It's so easy to yeah. do. You just, yeah. well, you go, you loop it around here and you go there and you go up easy yeah. here and then Next you, thing you, you know. drop down and you've done 2000 feet and I did it on Strava. So it was pretty easy to track and I'd go, okay, well I did 2,500 that day. You know, I still have to run 13 miles after that. So it was difficult, but you know, I was, I was really pleased with how it came out and, you know, it was funny. I was talking to Roger at Drink. And, um, oh, I, you know how long it's been since his name has been on the show. Oh, it's so sad. But I was, <laughs> it was funny. We were at breakfast the week before, 
And uh, I really, I really struggled with being, you know, I'm not in great shape or anything. And Roger's like, why don't you just go out and have fun with it? Really? And he said, don't try to go hard. Don't do anything crazy. Just go and have some fun with it. And honestly, best advice I've ever had. I mean, just if you just go out at our age and, and have some fun. I mean, it was, it was probably one of the most positive race experiences I've ever had. Really? Right up there with the 24 hour race. I mean, the 24 hour race is really super fun, which by the way, you've killed for me. Yeah, I gave yeah. you an announcement gave you the same weekend. You absolutely. Well, you weren't it. exactly all like, I've got to do it. i got to race. And I said, well, we have an event that somebody could announce that I can't, so maybe you might be interested. And my team bailed. Yeah. 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 So, so was, it's their fault. They ruined it for you. If there had been a team saying, yes, Mark, we're going, I would have gone. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it is their fault. But it is all of their fault I, and yours. And, and It is never my fault. I, I understand. I understand. So I am the Donald Trump of racing. Oh, we get a, we could get a little political on this one. Yeah, Why not? Um, that is actually, I, I want to backtrack just a second. I know the best people in mountain biking and I have great <laughs> mountain bikers and we're going to do amazing things. I have good race. legs. I have good, I have wonderful great legs. legs. We are going to do half Ironman. myself. And I actually am the best high, half Ironman person ever, even though I've never done one. <laughs> I've made sacrifices. I have made I sacrifices. Uh, I've made sacrifices, even though I've never even seen a bike. <laughs> you now, huh. yeah, that was actually, and I just what you were just saying about that advice to, to go out there and have fun with it. It's it's funny because I've you know, and I want to ask you more questions about about the mm-hmm. our, that race. But here I am, and the the listeners know ad nauseum that I'm going to Leadville, and in fact, I'm leaving this weekend. Um, and I, I, the fear, the reality is it. It's like, fuck. I, mm-hmm. I think I, I got on the website just to look through some stuff and the race packet and all that kind of stuff. And I, I looked at some sections of the course. And I've been talking to people on the show who've done it. And, um, but it finally hit. And I've been getting, I, I've, I've been waking up at night scared. Um, well, I think you should, shouldn't you? I mean, that's Leadville. That's a yeah. different deal. Well, fuck you. No, see, no. I was just <laughs> about to fuck. I was just about to say how happy I was to just go out there and have fun, and now you just took that and you shat on it. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think if you went out and raced the first twenty-five miles, you hard, know, and and went hard, yeah, and, and thought. Because here's here's the one thing is I <laughs> I went up and I was I was racing and literally I made myself sit on the tops, on I mean like I had a beautiful tri bike it's really? beautiful it's an Orbea with uh, Di two it's a beautiful bike and I sat on the tops almost the entire race just really you know, not really in aero position just just hung out and and just enjoyed the race and the one thing that was interesting was I was on that there's a two mile climb coming up out of Coeur d'Alene. And it's, it's 6%. It's nothing crazy. Okay. I mean, it's nothing. It's very gradual. You're just up there climbing. And I remember I was climbing and stuff like that. And you're passing people, but you're kind of like, you have that feeling of, I could really throw down and, and, and you know, I could blast yeah. these clowns right now. Yeah. And I think, yeah, but I still have a 13 mile run. And so if you think of it like that, of like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. And you know, there's a fat old lady that might pass me right now, but I've got my heart rate where I want it to be. Everything's cool, you know, and you're just gradually passing people or doing what you need to do on the climbs. 
and then you get to the top and it's no big deal. But if you get up and you shelled yourself and then you've got to go down and you're hoping to recover, you know, you're only going to do that so many times. Yeah. If, if you're behind the curve, if you've raced a race like this before, by all means, you know, shell some people on that first climb. You know, yeah. But, no, but you're, you're looking at, you're looking at some pretty substantial elevation. So I think yeah. all the more reason to have some fun and talk to people. I mean, maybe talk to the, the guy who's 65 years old doing it for his 15th time. And, you know, you guys can share a cliff bar or something. Yeah. I've, and, and that's actually been, it's been a really good group in terms of that communication and things mm -hmm. like that. Everybody who has done it or, um, I, you know, the race director, I had him on an earlier episode talking to him about it, really open to share a lot of those things. And a lot of it is don't get excited. My neighbor's done it. Yeah. He said, my biggest mistake was, in fact, my wife had to yell at me along the course to tell me to slow down because I got so excited and I was just going for it. And, you know, at my normal kind of hard pace and, uh, and you really got to take that into account. So, well, I think that's just, it is, is just, you know, go back and, and go, okay, cool. Well, it's not the first 20, <laughs> you no, know, it's yeah. the last 20 yeah. and think of how great it'll be at the end. And if you want to go fast for the last 20, I mean, if you're 85 and you feel good yeah. by all means, yeah. Drop the hammer, you know, I mean, what do you got an hour and a half? Go ahead. Drop the hammer. Yeah. You know, but I would say, you know, odds are you're going to have some pretty substantial climbs and some really amazing people all around you who, by the way, and this yeah. is the case in Coeur d'Alene too, there is not one person who's not rooting for you. I mean, you're, you're going up, you're going down. There is not one person in that group that doesn't want you to finish. And there's not one person that gives a damn whether you finish ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't care. I mean, if you're going to place and you're in that position, go for it. You know, oh, that's, shit, no. it's a different gig, but if you're just checking it out, by all means have the most fun. And to be honest with you, to be in that category, if you will, was so liberating. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. It was yeah. awesome. I didn't care. I ran across the road during the run and hugged Eric. Yeah. I mean, you know, Eric Ewing, our friend from, you know, milliseconds or nomads, right? nomads, nomads, not milliseconds. Um, well, nomads. He's, not, no, he's not upset. Yeah, he's, he's he used upset. to be. But nomads timing. Eric, our friend. I mean, I ran across and hugged him, you know, yeah. I mean, in the middle nah, of the race. It's got to be slimy. Like it really was hugging a slug. And I don't mean to call Eric a slug. There's a in fact, lot of sunscreen on that hug. We are recording this on his birthday. So we can, in theory, slam him a little bit. But Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but, 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 you know, it, hats off to Eric, too. But Eric <laughs> didn't give a crap. And Eric actually said something to me. So that was the yeah. fun part about just kind of being in that group. There's another guy, Tom Reisenauer, that every time I went by him, you know, he yelled at me, Tom, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and we just, I mean, there was so many people that just to encourage um, Martin, Martin Peltram was a, a guy here in town that he was a, a lawyer that was doing his first half and, you know, really just started getting into triathlon last year and he's cramping at the beginning and then he was doing great and it was fun. He, he was, he was having fun too. So those types of people, that's that's those are who I would try to connect with. Okay, here's a question. Yes. If um and and you know this is just kind of reflection. You had time. It it's how many weeks ago was it? I mean, eh, almost four. Four weeks ago. Almost four. Um, if you had time, w what would you do differently? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have time. So um definitely, I'd like to dial in the swim a little bit, gain some time there, just because I came out and I was a little. 
I wasn't gassed at all. I was actually swimming the the swim. So you very would have spent more time swimming, or you would have just yes. gone for it a little bit more. Um, I probably would try to take some time off the swim. I think there's an easy five minutes I can grab there. Um, I would probably ride a substantial amount more. Yeah. Um, get the bike a little more dialed in. I would, um, definitely. I think I'd ride more to be honest with you, because I had pretty good running base. It was just my running base was worthless by the time I hit it. So yeah, I'd probably I'd probably run about the same. Um, but because I mean I'd done some 13, 14 mile runs and stuff beforehand, and honestly it didn't didn't do me much good by the time I got off the bike. So I I would ride consistently. I would ride a, a very consistent ride with with good vertical. You know. So does does that mean? there's something uh, on the horizon is there another race or is it this race again i'm, I'm putting you on the on I, the spot here i wanted to do the grand fondo um the cordeline grand fondo oh yeah however yeah, yeah. it's on my wife's birthday so we're negotiate we're in negotiations on that right now um but uh i would yeah, say that, I, would, I don't i don't know if that one's gonna work well i don't know Not, she said know. okay really but yes i would like to be able to go to the bedroom again and have sex oh. so i think I think if it's if it's something that she would enjoy and and coming over to Coeur d'Alene and maybe staying in the Coeur d'Alene and having a nice day with it, that might be something she'd be interested so in. So so you you dial it in as a you're getting pampered for 24 hours. Correct. I'm just going to go out for a little ride while you're getting a massage. Small ride, no big deal. Gotcha. You know, and I I think that would probably be at the Grand Fondo, but I would I will be signing up for the Coeur d'Alene half again. You will. Oh yeah, I'll be doing that next June. Wow. Absolutely. Now, great race. Okay, what was what was uh, before I get to actually um, the only problem with the race, and I will say this just in case the race people are listening, which I doubt they are. Let's face it. Um, <laughs> the 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 biggest problem they had was you went 15 miles in the ride without an aid station, which is normal because people carry their own stuff. Yeah. But it would have been helpful. I was considering not taking a water bottle and just carrying my fuel, which was CarboPro, great stuff. Um, if you're a listener of the show, sponsor us. Love that stuff. Um, <laughs> but I had two bottles of CarboPro and a bottle of water. And had I not had that bottle of wire, water, it was a little warm. And I would have liked an aid station at about mile 10 because I don't think we had a ma- an aid station really until Well, that's, that's fixable. Yeah, that would be the only be the only thing I'd dial in. I was a little disappointed with that. Um, that's... But, that's Pretty. not like saying I had to stop at every red light or something like that. I mean, that's easily fi- fixable. It's not. It was. A, it was a well done race. Deal yes. breaker. Um, the transition because there's no transition tent or wetsuit peelers is a long run. That's a long run. You're still paying, and I can say this because I'm not the yeah. one doing it. But you're still paying three hundred bucks. Okay, I don't know. I I have, and, and I I've, agree. I've talked at nauseum about. About entry fees. I mean, Correct. Leadville, I'm paying 300 bucks For yeah. a race that size, if you go to the half and you saw the crowd and the support and yeah. everything else, it's cool. It's worth 300 Get a lot of Do you get a lot of gear in return? Well, the fuel. No, the gear the, sucked. Really? I mean, I'll say that right now. The, the swag sucked. Really? But the bag, like the actual bag, you know how they have the... <laughs> 
the like the little stringy bags. String bags. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. They don't have that. They have like this like faux backpack that I love and it's my favorite workout bag. Oh, it wasn't a string bag. No, it's got like two little straps here and it, it's really nice. Thank it's, you for giving me the visual on the audio podcast. I'm sure our listeners really understand. It almost looks like you're, you're playing with your nipples. But. Well, I am, oh, but okay. I mean, it's just an excuse. <laughs> but I, I would say, yeah, it, it, it was, I mean, it, 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 I like the bag a lot. It's got zippers on it and stuff. It's really nice. How's turnout? Solid. Yeah. Very solid it, for Just from what turnout. you saw. Well, no, for competitor turnout from what you saw. Looked full. Really? I mean, looked full, um, probably 3,000 close to it. It was it was a solid competitor turnout. I mean, they do a wave start, which actually helps a great deal because I've done the mass start before. And yeah. yeah the wave start, like I picked myself, I put myself 45 to 55 minutes in the swim. I swam 42, so that actually hampered me a little bit because I was swimming over the top of a few people. Um, but uh, it, uh, um, it it was good. It was a little weird, though, because there's a gal who I beat um, who started at where she, she could swim really well. So she swam a 30. So and, and she seated herself in the 30. So by the time I started the swim, she was well out. And on her way to transition. Oh, wow. So I never caught her on the bike. You know, I mean, I, I didn't physically catch her. And yeah. I, all I saw her was on the run. I'm like, wow, she's doing really well. So it's a little weird as far as a mind fuck. Because yeah, because you a, don't know necessarily yeah. how you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You don't know where you're, where you're at. And there were people that were ahead of me that, that I beat that, you know, not really that I beat anybody because... Well, it wasn't that type of race. You did, though, but you did. Yeah, I mean, but, but you, you just know. didn't know where you were. I would say it's still a race, and I was still trying and stuff like that, but it's like, you know, the, I was having fun, and it was a great race. And I, I will say, you know, people who came out to support the race, and, you know, it's fun to see Roger out there, too. He was out there as a spectator, yeah. and, he, I mean, best spectator ever. I mean, he gave me his watch. I mean, because my watch <laughs> went dead because I was doing, like, two minutes Two minutes run, one minute walk, one minute run. And he's like, what are you at? I'm yeah. like, at one minute run, one minute walk. He's like, well, what are you doing right now? I said, I don't know. My watch went dead. He said, okay, here, take mine. You know, I mean, <laughs> just stuff like that, that. That You know, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see someone of that caliber um, yeah. just absolutely throw down and be a spectator and, and, you know, and cheer you on no matter what you're doing. And he cheered on so many people. Same with, you know, Rick Phillips and all those guys. I mean, Rick was out there. I mean, just great guy. He helped me take my bike back to my car when I was sore. I mean, it was great. <laughs> I'm, so. I'm starting to want, and I guess my reason for asking about the turnout is, you know, the events we announced throughout the year, we tend to do a lot of those uh, multi-sport events. Sure. Um, just sheerly because of their popularity. I'm wondering, I'm trying to predict if we are in the phase of a, of a, of the, the downside of that wave. Tumescence. Yeah. What's that? Tumescence. Yeah. Uh, is, yeah. is, are the, are the triathlon numbers starting to wane or is it still that big? I mean, I'm just, I would uh, say the triathlon numbers aren't starting to wane. They may be starting to wane in Coeur d'Alene because yeah. Coeur d'Alene is, is making those motions. I think the Ironman next week or it might be week after next. Yeah, I don't it's know coming it up. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how much I know about it. Uh, it, it's probably a, going to take a huge hit. I think they're probably about 15 1500 to 2000 athletes where it was full all the time. And, and what's so, full? 3000. Oh, okay. 
right around 3000. And so for them, they used to be that you had to sign up right away to, to get in. And I think you are looking at that, but if you look at the sheer number of events, I mean, my word. Yeah. And I think that could be partially, partially the problem though here is we're looking at so many events constantly popping up and are we saturating are there is it's the sport starting to saturate itself are we running into situations where uh the same course is used year after year after year and people get sick of it um i was at a, a really great event i've told you about chelan man um a couple weeks ago announcing that event i've loved announcing that event uh great community great people great lake the, yeah and the numbers the numbers have held they're you know last year was a little lower this year they were back up and I, it's part of me wonders, do people think to themselves, I want to do a different course. I want a different challenge. I want, I want to do something else rather than necessarily going back and trying to beat your personal best from the year before. People like me, maybe not. Yeah. Um, I think I'd do the quarter lane half, no matter what they could put the, the course through Spokane. I wouldn't give a shit. Really? No, I wouldn't care. Um, but other people might, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you have to understand the triathlete brain is different from mine. Um, it really yeah, is. They yeah. are, they're a different crew altogether and they are, they're, they're really steadfast in some ways, but they're also, I think we had a guest, uh, for when we were talking about female cyclists, yeah. I think they're fickle. And I yeah. think, I think if you, if you do something different in your event and they don't like it, your event is done. You're dead to them. Really? I think so. I think they're they're fickle with long memories. And, yeah. you know, they're, I mean, it, it's a different crowd. It is, I think that is the hardest thing for me to understand with triathletes is they are not cyclists. Cyclists are different. I mean, like. Well, I'm in that, I'm in that mindset with, I'm in the mindset with cycling that I'm tired of the same courses. I think you can be tired of the same courses, but you're in a type of fatigue that has gone from 15 to 45 yeah so sorry yeah suck yeah. it up buttercup by the way 45 year olds are the only ones left racing that's the so but that's the thing cycling, so numbers cycling are down failed. anyway yeah cycling numbers are down anyway cycling failed absolutely failed and somebody was talking about that i read an article today on it actually of how um you know cycling they're trying to get everyday cyclists into you know like why don't you ride and and yeah. and maybe that's that's where cycling went wrong was we never made it fun <laughs> I mean, we never, it was all about pain and how much you can endure and everything like that. And that was all well and good, but you know, we never made it fun for the average person. Well, you do have the, the dreaded, the, well, the fondos that are, that are, I are growing in as, as you know, as we could call them, you know, they're just basically a build upon the century that we used to understand when they call them centuries or metric centuries or whatever they used to be. Um, that is a, a gigantic area of growth. Um, but road race time trial crits are, are I think disappearing and, you know, we had an area race. I was talking to some people involved with USA cycling just recently who were, who were stating about the fact that we had an area crit that, uh, was heavily advertised, trying to push it and trying to grow it and trying to make it happen. Um, out of all the categories, it had less than 30 riders total mm -hmm. at this event, yeah. which we must say is an absolute flop. Yep. Um, what's happening? Having done that with a triathlon, I, yeah. I feel their pain. What's happening, though? I mean, what? what holy fuck. What, what are we going to do? I mean, are we going to get to the point where um, road racing and crits 
disappear or we wait for something to grow back again or everybody just kind of quits and walks away i mean i don't know i think i think we missed the point of cycling though and cycling became this rich man sport no triathlon's a rich man sport though well then show me how you buy a road bike that's worth a damn that's under 1500 you can what's the bike you want me personally it doesn't matter for under 1500 Oh, uh, my God, you can get... I mean, I could get... Uh, for under 1500 the bike you want for under 1500 Me, Pat Bolger? Yes, you, Pat Bolger. Well, that doesn't... I don't count. No, and I'm serious. I don't count because I'm not new to the sport. I'm an experienced rider who's okay. been at it for so long. So don't what try, gonna, to, don't try to pull that get, on me. What are you going to get for uh, for Jackson then? I did get him a Trek for, for uh, 105 built-up aluminum Trek for... Around that fifteen hundred dollar mark, and I think fifteen hundred. But you have to understand that once you start racing, the bike is the least of your worries, and the bike is yeah. almost out of reach. You don't have this this thing where you can show up for football and get handed pads and a helmet, and you go out and you get to try your best. I don't think it's cost. I don't think the. I, I, think, I think it's. A, I, I think agree cost with you. Is a part of it, but I don't think that's the part of it. I agree with you though. But I, I think USA Cycling has blown it. Correct, and that's that was my next point. Though. Yeah. Okay. Is that I don't think it's necessarily cost, but it's a great excuse for people that can't do it because what it is is it's a lack of opportunity. We don't take people on everyday bikes. Yeah. Let's say you take a mountain you bike can't. I mean, and a road know, bike and everything bike else. Racing. That's not well, road racing. But okay, but there used to be the Tour de Hilliard. And and yeah. there used to be things like that. And the idea was is that you'd race and then you'd buy the bike and you'd you'd move up where you wanted to go out. There's no opportunity for anybody to excel. I think except for the very highest levels, which are painful and humiliating. Yeah, and we can go way into, de- uh, you know, I, c- I could talk all day about this kind of a concept. And and I have friends who are involved with USA Cycling. And I don't necessarily want to blame, you know, point the finger, you fucked it up, or something like that. There are areas that are doing well. Cyclocross is, is doing extremely well. Um, mountain biking, I think, is in a renaissance. I think mountain biking is growing again. Um, I think uh, road racing, however, is is in deep shit. You've got, mm-hmm. um, and you could you could start with the growing fears of parents because they don't want their kids out on the road. You could uh, blame USA Cycling for the fact that we're now at the point where fear of litigation, insurance costs have driven everything through the roof. You've got to pay five fucking officials to show up at your event. Um, promoters don't want to do that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and, and athletes are now middle-aged and they have families and they, their family doesn't want to go out across the state and watch daddy race his bike for the weekend. They want to go to the lake. Mm -hmm. So daddy races the Tuesday night series and that's it. Mm -hmm. If that. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's my fear of where this sport is, is going. So, I mean, I think we've talked about this, but Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know where it's going to go. Um, I, I see things like triathlon surviving. I see things like uh, Fondo's surviving and growing. Um, I think new challenges, you know, I hate to mention it because I, I hate it. I think it's cheesy, but like the Spartan races, you know, that style where it's it's you against the course or you and other people against the course or, or things like that is where the mindset is going right now and there aren't any true bike racing genres that fit that 
I agree. But the one thing that I think is spectacular in our ignorance is, and, and not yours at all. No, I'm not. But, uh, but I would say, in wait our till we get to the next topic. Kristen I'm, Armstrong is set to win her third gold medal. Yeah. And nobody gives a shit. And I think that is that is one thing that's so interesting to me is that cycling has absolutely ignored its women and has absolutely oh God, chosen to put them again. in a second place position. And I think it's disgusting. And I think why would you go ahead and alienate 50 percent of the population from your sport? And so go ahead. You're rip on me if you want. No, <laughs> but we're we're we're. We're trying to grab in one hour podcast yeah. the ultimate topics of all time right here. Maybe it's because we haven't talked for so long. Um, no, I agree. I mean, I'm not going to bust his balls, but I spoke to a guy a couple weeks ago. Um, well, I'll, I'll say his name. I bet he's not going to hear. Uh, Josh Colley, the race director for Leadville. I, I was talking to him about the competitors and who to expect to win and things like that. And, um, and and not to necessarily bust Josh's balls, but he didn't he couldn't name the female competitors who were who were coming to his own event that year, um, which means I'm probably going to get disqualified from from Leadville in in two weeks because I might be busting Josh's balls. But no, I don't know, and and I don't blame Josh. I put him on the spot. He didn't have any documentation in front of him, things like that. Is that his fault? Is that the mentality of Everybody around right now, um, you know, what's going on? I would say, number one, it's not Josh's fault at all. In prep, Hands down. In, in, preparation, no. in preparation for this very podcast, I was looking up information on the Olympics, and I was watching uh, clips, previews of the Olympics events, and they talked all about the men's road race, and then they did a little snippet on the women. If you're going to continue to treat the women like an also-ram, then... Your sport, your sport probably should die. There's no reason why women can't ride a bike. I mean, women are. I mean, they're. It's it's yeah. not women's basketball. I mean, I know I know that's crazy, but it's like for some odd reason the WNBA doesn't work. I get it, you know, or at least it doesn't work for me because I don't watch it. It, it other people I, do. I love women's collegiate basketball because my wife used to play it. That's why we watch it. But. Correct, and it's amazing because it's a different game altogether. It is a different game altogether, but I'm saying the WNBA doesn't necessarily work. But if you wanted basketball to work, because basketball is still thriving, it's going well. Ugh, but, fuck pro basketball. Oh, but anyway, I, yeah. But that's just it. Is you have this thug-filled, top of the line, yeah. you know, crazy, negative sport. Well, bike racing wasn't that. And I guess I'm just going to say it a million times. It was a working man sport, and guys went out and rode their bikes, and yeah. everybody kind of went out and did their own thing. Great. Well, why don't we bring that back? I mean, how do you bring that back? How do you make bikes available? How do you do this? If people could just show up and jump on a bike and give their give it a go, and they they crashed into each other, and that was the lowest cat category, you not own a bike league, um, you know that might that might hold some water. It's it's happening all across the board, though, and I yeah. don't think it's just it's you know like we said. I think we're talking about we're talking about women. We're talking about the specific styles of sport. Um, cross country sport, uh, cross country mountain bike racing is is really struggling right now because of what the elite version of that has become. It's not the old cross country. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. Know but compare I... it to UFC. I mean, what you know, the? F <laughs> well, compare it though because these are these the are... average Joe can't UFC though, can they? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, how many people want to go up and take the training? And you no, know, you and I could probably get into a smoker and, and show up and fight. Like, I could also just go down to a local Trump supporter bar and, you know, and, and show them my shaved legs and the same shit would happen. That is so-called Wednesday at my house. Anyway. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I would, I, I, <laughs> I would say you, you, you can do that. But, yes, I'm not saying that UFC fighters aren't talented by any stretch of the imagination. They're amazing athletes. But what I'm saying is, is there's, there's that. And, and there was a point in American history not 20 years ago where women fighting would have had no interest for anybody. And what they did was they focused on it. You got the Ronda Rousey's. You've got every, you know, and, and there's another gal who beat Ronda Rousey. But I, you don't know her name. I don't. See, there's the Ronda same Rousey. thing happening. But I would say it's just as bad. But she has been, I know her name. It's Laura, I believe. But it's, she has been beat by someone else. And there's, there's all this publicity. The women are getting some publicity in that in that field, and I apologize to all UFC fighters for me butchering your sport. Gonna, I, I think it's ignorance on my part, and I'm and sure they, they're listening. There is no yeah. doubt you can kick. We my get ass. a huge crossover in in the UFC. We're community. very big in the yeah. UFC yeah. category, yeah. but I would say for these women, at least they're getting some notoriety. At least they're putting on the you know, and and like the top the top athletes there. I believe it's Ewan McGregor. Um, he's one of the top ones. He just recently wasn't he beat. in Star Wars. Uh, is it Ewan McGregor? I think it's McGregor. McGregor's the last name. Is it Ewan? I think Ewan uh, McGregor was the guy from Star Wars. Oh, I think, he's, I think it was Obi-Wan. No, it's not. <laughs> I think it was. Honestly, Ewan McGregor. I think it was. Oh, it is Ewan McGregor. And train spotting, shit like that. That is Ewan McGregor. You're What's so his name then? full of shit. Well, I've got the wrong name. Hold on. Hold on. UFC. I'm using the giggle. It's a big fucking phone, man. It's the best phone it's ever. It's a tablet. It's like a tablet that fits in my pocket. Yeah, it wouldn't fit in my pocket. Dick's well, too big. There he is. It's McGregor. Connor. Connor McGregor. Connor. Connor McGregor. Well, you and McGregor, at least I... Yeah, Obi-Wan is probably the person I would most as- associate with. I, so um, what was your point about Well, I'm saying Connor. Like he's... He actually like comments on the I can't believe you know fights. this much about UFC. I don't know shit about UFC. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I read. Um, I, people I, write stuff on on UFC. Not really. It's more phonics. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> well, you just alienated. And that there question. goes that audience. You just alienated that. Question. It's phonics and I pictures. Think, I mostly. think we, we were we were struggling to to stay on the point of of the death of the sport and the marketing of the sport. And 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 I I see, I agree with what you're saying. Um, there are things that I think could potentially help it. Um, a badass female writer would help it and i believe it was what's her name um who remember the 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 woman who won like eight tours in the 80s if you're gonna say genie longo I'm yeah gonna punch him. genie fuck what's wrong with genie longo she doped dude i agree with that so did <laughs> what's his bucket and it's mark armstrong armstrong something mark, yeah mark i think it's mark but armstrong pat pat armstrong it's pat armstrong it's and um fuck you but, but but she's got she's kind of like a black eye on the on the sport right now. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, who won this year? There was well, there wasn't necessarily a full on tour. There wasn't a tour feminine like there but used no, to but be. But who won? Who won the the male tour? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What, are, are you now calling out Mr. Chris Froome on doping? Is it Mr. Froome? Yeah. How many times has he won? This is three. Okay. Are we, are we curious? Point? Oh, okay. Okay. You Are know we? what? No, here's okay. Let's this is a perfect segue opportunity. Yeah. Because you mentioned you wanted to talk about a few things. I, I you and I've been texting and talking about things. And, sure. And the Olympics kind of seem to be the central focus of the, some of the topics you wanted to bring around. And so um here we can go, you know, and I, I guess I'll label this show. Here we are 38 minutes in. Um the our Olympic preview show, basically, where Yay. we can talk. Yeah. Uh, two fairly, um, you know, uninformed guys talking yep. about rumors and, and, and things like that. Uh, men's road race is this Saturday. So several of you are probably listening to this after the road race already happened. Uh, climbers course, but uh, about 30K before the finish is all flat. I'm just doing this as kind of a la, 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 la. Uh, Chris Froome, surrounded by basically his entire Sky team, let's be honest. Um, the women's race, I'm going to say this so, you don't, so people don't call me a hypocrite, is Sunday the 7th. Time trial happening later on. Uh, and then the triathlon, too, we wanted to kind of talk about and touch Just on. Just don't put your head underwater. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, and I guess, is that the one you want to start with? Do you want to talk, start, yeah. start about the triathlon? Okay, because I brought up the article uh, dealing with, and I can't wait to hear uh, what actually happens. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, let me see here. Where was it? Hideous conditions. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote somebody's article. I'm gonna probably read it fairly verbatim. Um, thank you to Gareth Davies from Mail on Daily Mail. Um, shocking pictures of the filthy waters in Rio have revealed more concerns for Olympic athletes in Brazil who have been not been who've been told not to put their heads under water. Correct. Now I I watched the news this evening dealing with they had concerns over rowing. And they had concerns over the sailing. Very little mentioned about your sport, triathlon. Well, like and the open it's water, an open swimming water swim, and they have an open water swimming uh, competition. Correct. They said triathletes swam in waters off of Copacabana Beach Friday ahead of the weekend ahead of the events, despite published warnings that waters in the area was quote unfit unquote. For swimming, um, there have been apparently tests have been made that some people are saying that the water is now safe. Um, these photos I'm looking at on my laptop fucking scare me. Um, I, I can't believe anybody'd even piss in this water, afraid of of what kind of you know backflow it would cause. Yeah, I I wonder. I mean, you know, it's just one of those times where 
I, I guess it's a bigger issue. So it's, it's, it's hard to comment too much because I don't want to piss on the triathlon parade because if somebody wins a gold medal, I don't want an asterisk, asterisk there because people, you know, chose not to race. But I guess... Have I, there, do you, have you heard of people getting to the point where they're saying, I'm not going to do it? I would consider it. If I was a pro triathlete there and well, going, that's what I was I'm not going to get any money. I'm just going to get this gold piece of metal and I could be disabled for life because I swam in the shitty water. Yeah. And if everybody's saying it's fine, great. You know, there's currents and stuff and it's, it's open water, but I still would be curious why nobody even thought about the effluence um, before the Olympic games and you've got open water. They're talking about bleaching ores. That's what scares me the most is I, that they're bleaching ores on the on the rowing, but I'm supposed to get in there and ruin my career for my country? First, I, I'm, for what? I'm quoting from the article here again. First results of the study published over a year ago showed viral levels at up to 1.7 million times. Correct. I'm just going to let that set it in. 1.7 million times what would be considered worrisome in the United States or Europe. So double, which means two. Yeah. This would is be a problem. This is 1.7 million times. I don't know if I'd do it. I don't know if it's worth if it. If you ingest just three teaspoons of water, are almost certain to be infected with viruses that can cause stomach and respiratory illnesses and more rarely heart and brain inflammation. Who, at what point is the Olympic Selection Committee allowing a venue like this, back when they chose Rio, what are they going to say? Hey, you better clean up this water or we're going to be upset. Well, what do you do at this point, too? Like, I was just going, did we not know the Olympics were happening, happening six months That's ago? That's my point, yeah. I'm a little disappointed, and I think athlete safety should take precedence, and I think the Olympic, the Olympic triathletes... Should it's sad they should be given a pass. They should they should be able to make that choice. Do you uh, turn it into a run bike run? I don't know what to do. I, I I guess so. I guess you go do athletes, but then it just favors other athletes, so the swimmers get screwed. But and what about the events that are just open water swim? I I think are. you cancel them. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, if it's a physical safety issue, an Olympic athlete will swim no matter what, and that's that's my own opinion is that an Olympic athlete, just like you and I would have, if they'd have said, cut off your hand and you'll go faster, we'd have all said, cool, I don't have a left hand. We all would have done that. Yeah. And, and I guess maybe now you look after people and their, their longevity and their ability to have a family and their ability to, you know, like heart and lung inflammation. I mean, the Brazilian athletes might actually have some sort of... Um, you know, immunity to this because they would have already ingested the viruses. But this isn't new. Um, when at the China, at the Beijing Olympics, we had horrific air quality, and people still ran the marathon. People still did the road race. People still did the time trial. If viruses were airborne, um, I would have said the same thing. I think I feel the same way that if you're going to take the the smog aspect of running the marathon, you're going to do that and say, "Well, now I have a one one millionth chance higher of lung cancer." I'd probably take that chance if I were an athlete, but to go and say that you will definitely be exposed to a virus that could cause heart failure. I think that's unfair to do to somebody. And I think it's unfair to do to a young man or a young woman that's just going to race and try to win and do their best for their country. And you, you know what they're going to do. There's going to be a test that comes out that says the water's fine. They will. And, and I think, you know, I think independent tests by their own coaches could actually mean something by the Russian Olympic committee. 
the Russian Olympic Committee is my next statement. I know. They're going to be our next topic. But I just had to use that as a joke. I think that's a good joke, but I do think... Glory Holt doping. I think I think it really was, wasn't it? Um, I I think I I really believe uh, in my heart of hearts that you should look after young men and women who have dreams and and you know I mean we did it when there was political problems in 1980 with or 19 was it 1980 I the think ban it was. yeah the when ban. you said hey you're not going to race because of Russia's actions in Afghanistan we said that that was 80 yeah. Yeah, and so and and that was really sad, and people just went, "What? You've killed my dreams." But well, I don't want to kill athletes. Barry, and I guess Barry Muzzin was really pissed. You wouldn't know a fact that banged you all night long. Oh, yeah. But uh, I would say even even Barry Muzzin was standing. You still have that point of of going. People should should matter more than races, and I guess if there are that many viruses and effluents, it, the reason there are that many viruses in the water are because you did not control the sewage and that will not be fixed in, in a month. That will not be or, fixed yeah. this Saturday. That will not be fixed because you did not, you did not control the water quality. That's the problem I guess I have is that you never controlled what went into that bay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to change. If I'm not mistaken, the people from Rio are still going to shit on Saturday. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to. And so if that's the case, you probably can't race in that water because you didn't do anything for the poor. You didn't. Poverty is the issue. You didn't do anything for them. And so the reason you didn't do anything for them is because you couldn't afford it, but you couldn't afford the games. And that's part of, you know, I mean, if we have a rant tonight, that's part of it. Yeah. You didn't take care of your people. And now you want to have this big spectacle. And you're going to put people or other people who've trained their whole lives for this at risk. And I don't think it's fair. I'm, I'm honestly thinking, and and then you add Zika, uh, to that. Zika's bullshit. Uh, in your opinion, yeah. Eh, yeah, I mean, if I mean, I'm never, I'm, I'm fixed, so I don't give a shit. Well, but, yeah, but um, yeah, okay, no, I, I see what you're like, guys, like, um, um, fuck, why am I spacing out his name? Maybe because his tour was so shitty. Um, holy shit, oh my god, my my, all the listeners are yelling at me right now. Um. U.S. writer, the guy who writes for BMC, had a shitty tour. Oh, fuck, you guys. I'm so sorry. Um, why am I forgetting his name? Why am I trying? Um, TJ. TJ Van Garderen. Oh, TJ? Yeah, fuck. From, uh, I got to edit that out. Um, TJ, TJ chose not to He's from Wenatchee, isn't he? No, he's from Montana. Well, originally from Montana, but now he lives elsewhere. Um, uh, TJ chose not to go to the Olympics because of fears of Zika and probably because he and his wife are intending sure. on, on, on children being a part of the equation. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I can't blame oh, Rio I can't de blame Janeiro. Him. I can't blame, and I can't blame Rio de Janeiro or the, the international Olympic committee or anybody like that for the fact that there's a, there are mosquitoes magically carrying viruses around. Um, but I can blame them for the fact that, Hey, they chose a host city, a host area, host country um, that is extremely poverty stricken. That is, it is. You can't do that. I mean, and I guess I almost say the same thing about Sochi. Um, back with the Winter Olympics, there you've got an extremely poverty, fucked up, stricken country, and you're rewarding them with the Olympics. Well, I just think IOC probably should be replaced with POS. Yeah. 
Um, it's it's silly. I mean, I understand trying to restore the image and trying to bring glory to the areas and the, and all that great stuff. How about instead of building a fucking nice, beautiful Olympic running track, I don't know, you build a sewage treatment system that can handle so your your people who live there can live. Well, people poop, and 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 you should be able to handle that. And if you're not going to handle that, then realistically, you probably shouldn't have the Olympics. Oh, I don't. I mean. Get it. That's that's kind of part of my thing. I, I, I guess yeah. I love the Olympics. The 1984 Olympics, in my mind, are one of the preeminent games I've ever seen. They changed my life. They, yeah. they, well, they that's inspired we, me. We kicked the shit out of everybody and because well, yeah. nobody else was there. Well, yeah, the Russians got, went ahead and boycotted, but we just destroyed everybody and set the standard, which we've kind of maintained since. Um, fuck mm. you, China. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah. global, global. Yeah, thing. granted, you guys totally, like, Probably fixed fixed it. And, yeah, you know. I yeah. Let's let's call them out on that. Yeah, stupid China. So water quality. That was one topic. Well, I thought that was a huge deal. I mean, you can't have an event with open water swimming and say, "Oh, just side stroke." Oh God, that's not what they do. It isn't. Oh my God, it's horrific. I'm just thinking about it. I, I mean, I'm honestly, if if you're an athlete, if you are an athlete on your way to Rio right now, and you hear conflicting reports about the quality of the water, um, and and the fact that it could be toxic. I mean, I remember when I was in college, I was on the rowing team, and we sure. were in Syracuse at a lake there, and they told us, "Don't swim in the lake. It's toxic. Don't swim." Which blew me away. Yeah. But here we're now talking about the concept of you're going someplace specifically to swim and they're not saying don't swim even though the water's toxic. Okay, maybe we're just going round and round and round. But the dead horse that we are kicking. Are we... Are we at the footsteps of the apocalypse is, I guess, my major question. (laughs) Not even close. Are people just getting dumber? Uh, are we to that point where, or are the dumber just getting a larger voice? That's a different, okay. That's a, a whole political podcast. thing. Yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, we're not going political on this. Yeah. So and for those of you that that are wondering what the fuck America is thinking, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So our second concept we're going to talk about with the Olympics is dealing with this Russian uh, doping, <sighs> massive doping ban, and uh, the pussyfooting around it that has been going on. I have a list of of uh, Russian uh, of sports that have banned that have agreed to ban specific um, athletes from there. Um, This cycling, uh, the ICU has banned 18 Russians from the sport. I'm thinking that I don't know because I haven't looked it up. That sounds like a pretty good, pretty good amount of the Russian team. It's not all of them. Um, You know, gymnasts, 21 are banned. Um, Fuck the equestrian athletes. There are five of them banned. They ride horses. And they're dude. not horses? They're not. <laughs> yeah. Are these athletes that are not horses? Yeah. My God, what did they give the I horses? Don't know. The volleyball has 30 of them banned. Um, the boxing, 11. There's a huge appeal happening right now with the weightlifting crew. Now, that group I can understand hey, being yeah, banned. Fair enough. 66 Russian swimmers. 36 for swimming, 13 for water polo, 9 for synchronized swimming. You're fucking kidding me. Um, and 8 for diving. Yeah. Um, so I guess 
I, my question here is, and and I'm also, honestly going to ask about a, a bit of hypo- hypocrisy here about the sport that I know, the sport that I, I talk about, the sport that I love. How many cyclists on the starting line at Rio have been probably accused of, caught, and served temporary bans for doping violations? Well, I don't, I we actually, don't know that number, I can but that's, bet you that's what I'm asking dollars, about. I'll bet you a million dollars. Well, let's go Let's go a thousand. Let's go a thousand. I don't want to have that kind of money. Okay, give me a thousand dollars if I'm right. All I'm right. going to bet you this, and I'm going to bet... That I can be accurate on this pro- podcast. Okay. Okay. So a thousand dollars that I can be accurate on this podcast. Ready? Do it. So I'm going to name the number of cyclists that are positive, have been considered for doping, have been suspended for doping, or have been under suspicion for doping, or on the starting, or are getting away with doping. And Is that what you're be, saying? I will be accurate with my prediction. I know what you're going to say, and I'm not betting you because you're just being a smart asshole. More than four. <laughs> I see. I thought you were going to say 100%. No, more than four. And I bet 100% might not be that far off because you know our sport. And then cycling is so unfair because why cycling takes the hit and track and field does not. It will. Two words. Shot putter. Um, Sprinter, uh, marathoner. um, Let's be honest. We can go across the board. But we can go across the board. But cycling seems to be the dirty little secret because we did it better than everybody. Holla. I'm sorry. Anyway. (laughs) And I'm not buying it. The triathletes are clean. I'm not buying it. No, they're not. And in fact, they're so far from clean. You can go back and you can look at the results of the people that were dominant in the the early 2000s. They instituted like the... Um, they instituted the, the doping rules and, and some of the, the safeguards yeah. and you can see them fall off completely in a year. So no, shit. no, no, I'm not, I'm not defending a sport. Please don't think I'm defending a sport by any stretch of the imagination. Well, there was when synchronized swimming too. is taking a hit. Yeah. Um, guess what? You're all well, dirty. Gotta tread water. I mean, I, I understand that that's tough. Now, synchronized gymnastics. What are the gymnastics? Do you really? Have you watched synchronized swimming, though? I mean, no, I it's have. It's hard. I would rather gouge red hot pokers into my eyeballs. Anything. And I've said it on this sport before. Anything that requires you to put on an outfit and glitter. Now, an outfit. Cyclists wear an outfit. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. They're wearing matching outfits. We are outfits. one step away from glitter. If, as soon as there's glitter and makeup involved, I'm out. Let me let me put it this way. I but, saw the Sports okay. Illustrated body issue, and I saw those girls naked, and it was spectacular. That's disgusting. 20, really? 20? That's disgusting? Because they're, they're, they're little girls. They like haven't had a menstrual cycle in five years because they've You've just been You've actually done the so math hard. and asked them? No, but my Maybe wife tells me that, and she she has one, so she knows. Well, that's cool. I guess um, so. Touche. Yeah, 21 <laughs> gymnastics. Um, of uh, 21 Russian gymnasts have been banned from the games. I don't know. Never I, saw that coming. Is that, and, 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 and again, this is my ignorance coming through. Is that, let's be honest, is that the whole team? I don't know. And then there's also been talks about Vladimir Putin. And his influence on the fact he's competing. Well, oh, yeah, more or less. But they've been talking about his influence on the fact that it wasn't just a ban the entire country. Oh, his influence was huge. There's no doubt. That's 
that's one of the biggest things I've I ever up. I've ever had a problem. I don't want to play in the world anymore, man. I think I would like to stay in Spokane, Washington, in my neighborhood, and if everybody could just leave us alone, that would be fabulous. Yeah. You know what we should do? Hmm. Build a wall. It seems reasonable until you actually look at the efficacy of walls historically, yeah. and it, it does not it does not pan out mathematic. But my you know, point, if you, if you really run the numbers, it, it doesn't work. It seems so freaking hypocritical because, and I'm not defending Russia, but I'm 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 saying to the point that we've got. I guarantee, um, even even in a beautiful, uh, the world is a happy place, uh, sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns. Let's say we got twenty percent of our athletes who are who are in, in competitive athletics who are who are cheating who are currently cheating i had somebody look at me the olympians other day. might be higher yeah well it is higher and i'm yeah. just trying to play the fluff card but um i had somebody say to me the other day when i was i sent out a tweet talking about the fact that every time they talk about uh times in the tour being faster than they've ever been before i get nervous because i'm going shit they shouldn't be because we're clean now and and this person responded to me and said you know what you got to admit to the fact that all these guys are microdoping in some way, shape, or uh, microdosing in some way, shape, or Correct. form. Um, Even s- if it's not illegal. So how how hypocritical is that? That these guys are technically getting away with it. Some of them have done it before, and they're showing up at the start line. I don't know. How hypocritical is it the fact that some of these guys who we all know by name, who we watch on TV and love, who have had a history of doping? Who are benefiting from it now? They might not be in the sport anymore, but they're still got endorsement deals. They still own corporations. They still do all this wonderful stuff, and they're not getting they're not getting nailed for it. Well, I mean, not getting nailed is one thing, but you know, I mean, how how many NFL athletes do we give a shit about? You know, we the, don't a shitload. My oh. God. Okay, so if Richard Sherman comes up positive for testosterone, people won't care though. People, that's my point. I but guess Lance Armstrong, just because he's an outlandish. Well, he's kind of a guy. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of a d bag, and and trust me, I backed him on this show to the hilt. We did, you know, we really did. Words eaten. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of a fan, just in the fact that okay, you did it, just because nobody else had what you had for breakfast. Okay. I don't um, know. I think everybody was doping. I think Lance just did it so perfectly. much better, and yeah. I think that I mean we've said this all. But before. he deserves every piece of criticism he got. I think only because of his attitude about Correct. it and how he tried to bury people along the way. But would he be a great... Uh, I mean, that's one thing is, is the fact that he's Spartan racing and stuff like that. Thumbs up. He's hosting Love a to podcast. And I Love. don't want to promote his podcast, but he is hosting. One now. Good for him. I mean, I, don't, I doubt he's as funny as we are. Yeah. I would mean, say, hi, I'm Lance Armstrong. I won seven tours in a row. Well, and no, this is my... This is my... Uh, this is my sponsor, yeah. ass face paste... And uh, we're going to go ahead and ask face paste when you're... As the person who, who regularly hosts this podcast, thanks. Now, I know Lance will never be on it. Uh, I bet he would. I bet he would. <laughs> he might. But, I mean, you know, he, he has every reason to show up to where, you know, he would be challenged. And I think he's probably, once again, I've said it a million times, a great black hat. Yeah. You know and, I mean? and, you know, and I don't know. So, and, and we've got other writers who we knew doped who kept their victories. And I, here we go again, back into that loop again. But well, when it's a it stupid comes, loop. It, it is because, and it's never going to be solved. Um, well, it goes back to the IOC though. I mean, it is official. The yeah. IOC has abandoned to giving a fuck. Yeah. It's it about is official. The, it's about 
the money. Well, or or the or the influence. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know which if it's the money stems from if money. If they had money, they would have cleaned up Rio. I mean, it's not about the money anymore. They did have the money, and all that money, I think, went into the pockets of the right people and into building beautiful tracks and all that shit. FIFA cubed. FIFA, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it wrong. I call them FIFA. Why would I call them FIFA? Because that's what they're called. FIFA cubed, because they are fucks. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's basically, it's it's just like, okay, now we have another corrupt organization. Yeah. That's that's really what IOC confirmed for me today. Or like when they said, uh, when they said, I, we will not have, you know, we will not ban the Russians. They confirmed for me that they were corrupt. It depresses the shit out of me. Again, I, I, I think the world's coming to an end. I do. Okay. I think we're on the threshold of hell. Oh, I think we have, fun for you. I think we've done it. I honestly think we've done it. I think, I think we're, we're, you know, when you look at the, I looked at these photos of the water and it's just like, oh my God. And then, and then the way people are thinking, and I'm just, I'm really, get, I'm getting sad. Can you see my shoulders slumping They're a little right now? slumped. They're, but, they're but dropping. What I, might, what I might suggest, why don't you Google photos of London in 1900? Why, were they worse? Yes, it was horrible. It was the worst place on earth to live ever. You couldn't even breathe. There was ash everywhere, and all they did was burn coal. You could so never even consider sh- swimming in London. I should just ignore it, and it'll go away. No, I'm saying things get better over time. We're just in the third world. Why would you hold the Olympics there? I, I you know, I, the end of the world is nonsense. I think I, I have never experienced. Maybe it's my age. But I've never just opened my eyes and and seen so much stupid. Yes. However, the, yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna argue that. Okay, There's good. Just a lot of good. stupid. There I, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Well, <sighs> yeah there is I don't know if I feel better. Stupid. I don't know if I feel better after this podcast. I, right. I think you've honestly made me worse. I think we make you better. You're gonna rant, right? Yeah, all right. Okay, before we go, um, I this is how we f- we fit in our advertising here. Uh, thanks to uh, Pactimo. Uh, custom cycling clothing, great clothing, great fit. Be sure and click on the link on packfiller.com for a 20% off coupon. I am not fucking around. 20% off coupon for them. Uh, be sure and check them out in all their lines. And also thanks to Man Can Brewery in your fridge. I, I don't know if I've told you about this, Mark. You, you, you fill a growler. You fill it in a man can. You get to pressurize it. It actually keeps it fresh. You put it in your fridge. It's like you've got a tap house in your fridge. Mark's rubbing his nipples right now. He's so horny. Man can, uh, another link. Go check them out and have craft quality beer in your fridge. How is that for whoring the show out? But we're going to clean it all up. Mark's going to make it all better. You guys have missed it, but we get a we get a rant from Mark. I guess when the Olympics started, it was actually fairly noble, but it was just Greek. There's a bunch of naked Greek men competing in various sports, including wrestling that included olive oil, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, the idea was that everybody competed in the Olympics nude in order to prepare for whatever, and they also avoided injury from that pesky loincloth. <laughs> Fast forward to about the 1600s in America, and the Puritans went ahead and ruined everything. <laughs> That's what they did. They just simply said, well, we all must wear clothing. Otherwise, your dick will end up in my ass. <laughs> and apparently they were right. Because according to the Republican convention, the, oh. 
male prostitute um, were making more outside of Cleveland than ever before. It doesn't much matter. What we have is an Olympic Games, and what we have is my experience of the Olympic Games. And the Olympic Games became noble as of 1984, in my mind. It was something special to behold. We had Alexi Graywall, who won the gold medal in cycling. We had Rebecca Twig. We had Connie Carpenter. We had all those people, and they were amazing. We had an Olympic team that came out of there. We had a junior squad that included Lance Armstrong, George Hincapie, all these people. There were amazing riders, and it was an amazing time to simply be involved in endurance sports. That was pretty cool. Fast forward to today. Well, we have the Rio Olympics. We have the Sochi Olympics. Those are the last two that we have done, and the IOC has gone ahead and blessed both of those games. And never once have they bothered to pull, pull those games when people behave poorly. Because, unfortunately, the Olympic Games are not all about athletes. The Olympic Games are very special and they're amazing but they also bring lots of money and when that money comes it certainly breeds way for corruption in fact the corruption was so great in rio that other people such as police were not getting paid while contractors to build a track or a stadium still were getting paid oftentimes those contractors were foreign i find that reprehensible i find that absolutely outside of the nature of sport because when we look at rio its suburbs we look at sao paulo we look at brazil in general we see a gradual shift towards a first world nation but still a third world nation with large sections of poverty and lawlessness and yet we want to go ahead and just stick a pin in that and have the athletes compete no matter what and what Rio forgot to do was count on the poor people's shit. That's what they did. They forgot to count on that. And right now we have water that triathletes cannot put their head down in. We have water that people are bleaching their oars in. We would just like to go ahead and forget that poor people exist and everybody can just come to Rio. Unfortunately, the police themselves are holding up signs outside of the airport saying, we will not protect you because we can't because we haven't been paid. I don't think that's what sport's all about. Sports, the Olympics, the 1984 Olympics, everything was about taking the best humanity had to offer and seeing who came out on top. So yes, doping matters. And when somebody says we're going to ban Russia and then politically Russia comes in through the back door and says we're still going to come, no, it's bullshit. The best of humanity should matter. Poverty should matter. Poor people should matter. And guess what? If you're an asshole country that cannot so much as detail sewage, then you should not have the games. Hands down. There are people who have trained their entire lives. They've sacrificed everything for this four minutes of sport. And you're going to sacrifice that because you want money. And quite frankly, that is the rant today. Quite frankly, that is my disgust. So... Do better next time, IOC. And in fact, I don't know if we need an IOC. We need an Olympics. As people, we need an Olympics. I'm just not so sure we need you. I'm Mark Hudson. God, it's great to have you back, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.